You grew up knowing you could do anything. As a soldier in the U.S. Army, you'll test your limits and feel the pride of doing things you never thought possible. With guaranteed training in one of more than 150 career fields, up to $40,000 cash enlistment bonus, you'll earn a steady paycheck, get money for college, and gain valuable experience while you learn how to be a valued team leader. To find out more, call your local Army recruiter or visit us at GoArmy.com. There's strong, and then there's Army strong. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats with Chris DeLambert and Brandon Atkins. You may not like your seats, but you'll love the show. Welcome to From the Cheap Seats. I'm Chris DeLambert. Brandon Atkins! Brandon What? Professor Trent Nichols and Robert Bricky. Dude, it, it it's homecoming weekend. It is. Oh. It's been homecoming for Central State, A&T. Now we have our and From yes. the Cheap Seats, yes. homecoming. Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes, yes. yes. The OGs is back in the his house. I feel yeah. like I've missed a lot. Dude, I, I can't even remember how long it's been since you've been here. Yeah. That's crazy. In Last fact, time he was here, LeBron was we still a calf. In, is Bricky walked and almost sat in that chair Ooh. and then did a double take and was like, oh, no, no, no. I, see I understand. I understand. Dude, last time you were here, LeBron was still a calf. <laughs> <laughs> that might have been true. <laughs> so I think the last time I was here, the Lakers won a game. <laughs> wow. They were no, still undefeated. <laughs> they were down 42 to 10. Right. At home. But Luke Walton is safe. Don't worry, happen. guys. No, it's Luke, Luke, Luke Walton, Walton got the kiss safe. of death. Oh, yeah. When they He's safe. When they say <laughs> you're safe in the media, yeah. that's just Let, so it won't be a surprise <laughs> later. Now, now I, I think it's only fair to say that you are a former head coach who has been let go on a couple of yes. occasions. How many votes of confidence did you ever get? Oh, I got it from the AD. I knew he was lying. But he looked me right in the eye and told me straight. So without looking at the math, how long after the vote of confidence were you asked to clear out your office? It was about it was about a year. Oh, it's about a year? Oh, yeah, okay. about a year, yeah. So if that were the case, Luke is safe for this year. No. <laughs> no. You've already Luke met with Magic. Is so fired. They've already scrapped his defense or his offense. No, yeah. but if but if that was the case, you also lost a lot more games then. <laughs> I had a chance to continue my <laughs> streak. Do you think Luke walked into that meeting with Magic Johnson and is just like, what do you want me to do? I know, you right? just called in the wrong coach. Talk I'm to no, LeBron. Well, no, what he said was, I don't think I'm the one that signed KCP. I don't think I'm the one that went and thought it was a good idea to bring Lance Stevenson in. Rondo. And Rondo, I thought we were going to run the motion offense. Now you're running high pick and roll and you want me to play Rondo. He can't shoot. I, it, this whole thing is busted. All right, you know what's going to happen, though? What's that? Because you know I, I kind of bought into the Lakers, right? A little? Oh, no. Vegas has Lakers favored for the next 12 out of 14 games. Oh, so he's been, he's been listening to his shows. <laughs> the shows we hate about betting. <laughs> So he's a st- he's an analytics guy. All of a sudden, let's see. About halfway through, about seven more games, Luke's probably going to be gone. Okay, yeah. let me let me pull the the uh, the panel here. Who here at this table believes that any part of the problem with the L.A. Lakers right now has anything to do with Luke Walton? 
Braves, show of hands. If you think well, Luke Walton is part of the problem, let me know. But I mean, crickets. No, <laughs> I don't think it's a problem, but is like, is someone going to be, let's say, the best coach in the NBA? Who is that? Uh, Popovich. Brad Pop, Stevens. It's Brent Stevens. And uh, Brad, Brad Stevens. Yeah. Is Brad Stevens going to come in there and That's the, start hell, drawing some stuff up that LeBron's going to accept? No. Well, here's the other piece of that, too, is it, we're mid swing. Who's out there that exactly. what basketball uh, savant? Come on. Who's out there? Tyron Lue. No, yeah, exactly. Dude, Tyron Lue Dude. almost died messing with LeBron. <laughs> no. Tyron Lue is so done with that. Who are they going to put in there? Kurt Rambis? Yeah. We said it. Dude, check our Twitter account. I know. The coach in waiting was hired months yeah, ago. But Kurt Rambis will be the next coach of Lebanon. He's not going to want to do Write that. Is he LeBron approved? I think no. I don't think so. I think I'm Magic sure Johnson. I think Magic Johnson has more of a realistic thing of going down and no. being the coach. No, he was Magic, a good coach. Magic is all about not tarnishing his legacy. Mm, right. Magic Did, do you know when? That. Remember when Magic Johnson tried to have his own late night show? Oh my god! <laughs> oh. The same thing would happen if he tried to coach basketball. <laughs> he he was Did a he coach. coach. Him yeah, and Isaiah, coach. Isaiah coached. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm he just was terrible. Here to tell you, Magic at this point in he has outgrown that. Yeah. So I mean, to be honest, Magic Johnson, a lot of these athletes have business aspirations and they do that. Magic is too big a deal to come back and coach. He's not gonna do that. Kobe, too big a deal. Forget about it. He's not coming back. Kurt Rambis ain't got ish else going on. Right. Kurt Rambis came there. I don't even know what his position is. He's a consultant, quality control. Kurt Rambis was hired to be the guy. That's a direct link for Magic Johnson. To LeBron James, Kurt Rambis is the next head coach of the Lakers. Don't overthink it. Now, All right, let me ask you a quick question certainly. before you reset it. Do you think he's going, nah, Luke, your job's safe because you might be seeing a tank job in the works? Nah. Like for a, you know, I mean, you don't think LeBron would like go, all right, it would be good if we had a, like a better draft pick. Okay, here's, here's the question I'll ask you. How long is LeBron in L.A. for? Four years. Four years. Four years. So after this year, he's got three years. LeBron. He gets Anthony Davis. Let, let's look at let's look at the number one picks in the draft. What number one pick has come in year one, put a team on his back, and been a huge contributor? LeBron James. That was fifteen years ago. Anthony so, Davis. AD wasn't AD in year uh, one. Well, he's pretty good. No, I mean, he was. He was all right. Jason Tatum. Tatum, Tatum didn't Number even show pick. up until halfway through the season, and he wasn't. A, and he wasn't the first pick anyway. I mean, it was Markel Fultz. First of all, it's a crap shoot. Did you see Markel's jump shot last night? <laughs> nope. Three. How bad was it? Did you it? see it? How bad was it? Oh my God! Did Dude, I tell you? I told you. Did you, you hear the crowd? <laughs> the crowd shot in the league when Markel yeah. Folk was shooting a free throw. They were like Jason Tatum. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not the Philly crowd. No. no. It I wish it was the, the, bottom the Philly of crowd the is backboard, coming. but you should have seen his form. I never, I never seen it. I told you he jumps like his wrist broke. He jumps a mile in the sky. His wings come out and he just suspends there, and then he hoists it sideways. It's unbelievably bad. It was. I, I was like, and he sat out a year. And that's as good as it has gotten. Well, here's the here's the thing. I am not, I am absolving Markel Fultz. I've decided. Brett Brown has had these guys for three years. He had Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons shot, if it was at all possible, has regressed. Right. This guy is putting up triple doubles every single night without shoot. shooting a jump shot. Yeah. 
Fultz looks like Elaine's <laughs> Elaine on Seinfeld dancing. That's what I equated to. It's just like every, he th- he thinks it's straight fire, and everybody in the room is like, "Oh my God, are you okay? What is that?" You he know, looks- on on NBA Two K, you I don't know if you still can, but at one year you used to be able to like go customize the dunks and like change the screenshots. That's what he did. He's like, "I'm gonna do it like nobody's ever done it before." When I was like 14 years old, I my my mom bought me a set of golf clubs from a church yard sale. And brought them to me. And I was like, man. And she said, are you going to take lessons? I was like, lessons? Come on now. Man, I'm about to do this like nobody's ever done before. You've seen Happy Gilmore? I could Happy Gilmore a golf ball and thought I was the man. You're like, mom, I'm the best hockey player in the town. Buddy, I was hitting them (laughs) off of a brick wall. And I was good. And when I was 15... After about six months of fooling with these clubs, I went out and played golf for the first time. I quit three holes in. (laughs) That was it. It was like holy Because I had to come to the realization, this is horrible. It looked like when when the ball was approaching his hand, a look of fear came (laughs) over him. I'm telling you, it was, and it was like, but I'm so open, I got to shoot it. And he missed, hit the backboard. Beneath the rim. <laughs> yeah, but he said after the game that that was a pass for MB. It was a it was a drawn up play. It's so supposed to be a pass. Can you explain that? How you can be going to practice for years and years and years and years, Robert? How do you explain that dude's jump shot being that busted? Like even if it wasn't, even if he couldn't get it in the hole, right? You could at least fake. Right, you know, right, right, yeah. Like when you're a kid and you're just straight buckets from the chest, <laughs> you're like hoisting it up to the chest, and then you realize. And then you toss your hands up like that. <laughs> and you're like, even people that never played a game of basketball in their life at least know, like, right. to kind of follow through like that. And maybe even add the little fade with the left leg. Yeah. Well, how did he Something. get this far? I, it's mental. It, and no, he physical. can shoot when he was at Washington. What he's doing now doesn't look anything well, like what he was doing he in Washington. How did he get this? They say he hurt his shoulder and he started reworking the shot. Something has gone wrong between his ears. Yeah, I don't know, and I don't know how to fix it. But if we look back years, I know from how now, to fix it. When the book is written about this, and we look back, if what broke the Kawhi to Philly trade was them being unwilling to get rid of <laughs> Markel Fultz, because that is what the reports are now. There were, there, were a lot of, there were a lot of things going on, and, and there were reports, well, you know, San Antonio's asked for either either Simmons or Embiid, but now the story that's rolling out around there is that San Antonio asked for Fultz. They should have. Well, Dude. That, that was the story Brett Brown should have driven him to San Antonio that day. Yes. Yeah. No doubt. Yes. Holy. Hey, no. it's been fun, kid, and, you know, hey, no. we'd only do it if it was for an all-star. You don't even have to drive them. Just be like, here's a Greyhound ticket. <laughs> Damn. It stops at the Alamo. You, you act like Pop, you just got out of prison. You up. <laughs> there is no basement. It's $35. There is no basement in the Alamo. <laughs> Pop will pick you up, and then good luck, son. Listen, Listen, I, I've never seen I, anything like you, that. You've watched Ben Simmons shoot. His form is not bad. It's not bad. Oh. It's mental. 
You talking, are we talking about Simmons or are we talking about Fultz? Simmons. Simmons. Lorenzo Ball has better form and now. physical. Dude. His form yeah. is shot, and he's suffering from some kind of, uh, I don't know. This if I had my choice, I'd rather Ball shoot the ball than Fultz well, right now. Well, to be fair, Lonzo Ball has tried to correct that stroke. Yeah. He's still not a shooter like he thinks he is, but he has corrected that stroke. But here's the other thing I'll talk to. I, I, wanna, I want your observations about Fultz. Fultz does not look comfortable in any aspect of no. the offense. It's all in his head. Yeah. And I don't know if it's an anxiety thing. I don't know what's going on. I I think anxiety has something to do with it, and we need to find somebody who's more qualified to talk about the psychological aspects. But he looks like he's trying to figure out what's going on. And it should be natural. Even if you're not making J's, everything yeah. else should be, I'm coming off screens, I'm well, putting it on the floor. I'm, let me tell you something. I told Chris, I went to the state fair, and I've messed my shoulder up. I, I need to gain strength, strength in my shoulder. And you know the basketball game where you shoot the hoop and yeah. it's bent yeah. to the point where you can't see it, so the no balls going in there. And I can barely reach the rim because of my shoulder, but I guarantee you it you at look least look pretty. It. Yeah. It look, I was like, ah! Like, <laughs> they call me the bus driver because I'm taking y'all to school. And I was like flowing real good and barely hitting the net. And <laughs> Melinda's over there at the corner like looking at me like, ah, should I leave now so he doesn't notice? But, it, but if he's all that herky-jerky with the mechanics of it, you're right. It's mental and physical. And I've never seen both in a player. I've seen one or the other, right. but never both. Well, it's funny because think about some of the guys that we, we see on TV all the time. Kenny Smith. Right. Kenny Smith, I don't know if you guys remember, his jump shot rotated differently than anybody's I've ever seen. It was like rotated sideways. It was like, you know how the, you have a globe in elementary school? It was yeah. tilted. Yes. And you spun it. and kind of. <laughs> that's how yeah. his ball was. Well, and, I mean, look, but he could shoot. Lights out. Yeah. Think about Bill Cartwright from like eight feet was like he was shooting it like he was doing some <laughs> Jamal Wilkes. some stretches. Did you just say? Did, did we just say the same? Jamal time? Wilkes is that what you said? Jamal Wilkes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Jamal yeah. Wilkes. Here, Jamal Wilkes like. Well, well, what about Shaq's free throw? But Shaq's you know, free throw it's throw like throwing horrible. a yeah, it's like, like a throwing, throwing a freaking paper airplane. Well, even like Larry Bird had a jacked up shot, but. Anyway, it went in with, with regularity. It went in. Yes, sir. We'll see you on the other side. You're listening to From the Chicksies. Krista Lambert, Brandon Atkins, two American patriots trying to make sports talk radio great again. The V Foundation and board member Robin Roberts are dedicated to declaring victory over cancer by funding cutting-edge research. Jim Valvano's greatest legacy is the V Foundation. You can help join the fight, give the gift of time. We need passion, we need teamwork and momentum. The time to act is now. There's not a moment to lose. Every dollar counts, every day counts. To find out how you can join us to defeat cancer, please visit jimmyv.org. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. All right, welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. You can check us out on social media at Cheap Seat Radio. Hope everybody's doing well out there. Uh, the consensus in these parts is Markel Fultz's shot is broken and irreparable. We'll see if he can get it turned around. We have talked about this before. He is in the absolute wrong city to be on the wrong side of a right. bad shot like that, to have a flaw in his game. That Philly fan base is relentless. I have heard people suggest this, and I haven't seen it manifest itself, but I think it's 
prime advice, and somebody needs to get into his ear. Fultz's game is limited right now. But what is indisputable is his athleticism. He's a hell of an athlete. It doesn't take a particular form, and it doesn't take a whole lot of thought or analysis to play hard defense, to dive after the last ball, uh, uh, loose balls, to get in there and mix it up in the paint, fight for those rebounds. I don't see any of that coming from him. And maybe that's a, a manifestation of the fact he's been a prima donna and, right. and the anointed one everywhere he's gone. But something's got to give with this kid. Now, that said, I have a question. We saw Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers matched up head-to-head this weekend. Goat versus goat, right? Goat versus goat. I want to know, one, two, three in 2018, where you rank the quarterbacks in the NFL. Who's number one? Pat Mahomes. Oh, I said that I like it. what? I knew I that was knew coming. It. Two months ago. San Francisco. I knew it. <laughs> Good paper bag. Pat Mahomes just run back the tape from about two months ago. Right. Yeah, I will, I will there, say this. Is anybody going to argue with Mahomes? Unfortunately not. All right, so I'll concede that. So number one is Mahomes. Number two. No, okay, so you're – Question is referencing this season. Yes, if I had to take one quarterback to put an all-star team together to beat the aliens and keep them from taking over the world, Mahomes. Mahomes. Who's number, number two? one? Who's number two? Who's holding the clipboard for Mahomes? Brady. Um, Tom Brady. No. Green Bay. No. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. He's not number two. Can I ask a quick question though? Not this year. Did y'all watch the Sunday night game? No. Okay. Aaron Rodgers, he's got a running back. They're on the three. Oh, yes, I did. I did watch it. Yeah, first and goal. Patriots. He refuses to run the running back at at least one time. He tries to throw it to a tight end, and then he tries to do something else. He he ends up getting a touchdown. This dude, I never thought that anybody would make me more annoyed with a quarterback than Tom Brady, and he's that guy. He's got to be the guy, and his results are just not indicative of him being the best that's all, almost ever played. Number two, this year, he's got nothing, no weapons whatsoever. Andrew Luck. No. Yeah. Before I like how, like how Delabrate like just dismissed you. It's normal. All right. First of all, let's talk about let's talk about Aaron Rodgers for a second. Aaron Rodgers, the refrain has been with him for years that he's the best. Right. Well, it's been that, but here's the thing: from a physical talent standpoint, there is nobody on this planet that could tell you that Joe Montana was more physically talented than Dan Marino. It's just not possible. That's Marino. Right. Was one of the most accurate, had one of the biggest, most explosive arms, fastest release. Marino was next level. But when it came down to it, Marino just didn't win big ball games. Aaron Rodgers at this point has been there long enough. One Super Bowl versus eight Super Bowls. The the conversation about him and Brady never got started, let alone being over. Right. But when you look at it and you look at the physical skill set, if you want to compare Pat Mahomes to a quarterback, really probably the best active quarterback to compare him to is probably Aaron Rodgers five years ago. Aaron Rodgers, mobile, could run, huge arm that's underrated. Here's what I think the problem with Aaron Rodgers is today. 
What you said, first of all, you get the ball in short yardage, you know, where it makes sense to pound that thing in there a couple of times. I agree. It drives me crazy when teams go into the gun and they get cute down in short yardage. Pound it in there. If you can't get it, run play action. Do do what you need to do. That goes back to Dan Marino. Marino was king of that, the two-yard touchdown pass. <coughs> Peyton Manning took it to the next level. They got inside the five. Edron James might as well come out of the ball game because it was going to be Dan, it was going to be Peyton Manning trying to figure out how to throw a short touchdown pass. That has become the norm. But more than that with Rodgers, and I mean this, I've been thinking about it for two days. I think for Rodgers, he is a victim of his own tools. I think he and Mike McCarthy have become so confident in Rodgers' ability to make plays down the field. They're, they're like, we're not willing to run a dink and dunk, death by a thousand cuts offense. We're going to push the ball down the field. And in the same light that you have a generation of kids that grew up and wanted to dunk on people and be on highlight reels, I get the feeling that subconsciously on some level, that's where Aaron Rodgers is. He wants to make those deep throws down the field that nobody else can do. That's very conscious. Well, there you go. So, Brink and I agree. I mean, just look at LeBron James. We just got done saying he's got four years left in the league. He doesn't have enough help. Like, when are you going to get it to him? You just got rid of HaHa Clinton Dix. You just got rid of Ty Montgomery, who made a boneheaded play, but you're just going to ship him out for picks? Look, man, this dude's been in the league for a minute. Yeah. Like, I mean – was he thirty-four? I think, I think he's 34. been fifteen. Has it been fifteen years in the league? It's at least fourteen. I mean, let's look at it up. But then you know what? I'm just tired. Thirty-four. I've, I've, I'm, I'm just kind of tired of hearing the whole. He's oh my god, nobody does it better. Well, some other people win better. Well, well I know, if you look when at you the say stats, some people win better. The guy that you're talking about that wins better is Brady, and nobody has ever won like Brady wins. So that's, you know, it's apples and oranges. If What Brady said, and it was reset this week. It's funny because it's an old quote. He said it months ago. Well, if Rodgers was in the New England system, he'd throw for 7,000 yards. Yeah, maybe he would, maybe he wouldn't. Who knows? But what I can say about Rodgers and the Green Bay franchise, mixed signals, man. I don't get... I, I understand why a team like Detroit, who's coming in at three and four, really going nowhere, is a flawed team. They're busting on defense, can't run the ball. They're they're hung hamstrung because Matt Stafford's making a gazillion dollars. I get why they trade a guy like Golden Tate, who they can't bring back next year. Green Bay had the Rams on the ropes, and in between having the best team in the NFL on the ropes. And a primetime matchup with New England, the smartest thing you can come up with is to trade one of the best five defensive players on your team. <laughs> That's dumb. Right. And the rest of the locker room's got to be like, what? What? What are we doing? And then what happens in the game? Slaps him down. His replacement bounced, ejected on a garbage call, but ejected. Nobody to fill the void. Yeah. Clinton Dix, I. How many how many pass breakups did that fourth round pick have against New England last night? Seven. <laughs> hey, if you go on quarterback rating alone right yeah. now, let's see if you agree. Right now, Pat Mahomes is the best at 116. Got it. Second is Matt Ryan at one. Matt Ryan's having a hell of a year. Philip Rivers, Jared Goff, 
And then uh, Kirk Cousins. Well, I tell you, I think golf. I think golf got exposed a little bit, dude. This but golf week. actually has, besides yardage and touchdown passes, he's actually having a better year than Pat Mahomes. Here's the here's the shut up, Trent. Well, no, 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 no. He said, "I'm playing." Besides the yardage conceded. and touchdowns, those are two I pretty big stats when you evaluate the quarterback. Besides yardage touchdowns, he said. Besides yardage and touchdowns, okay, he has one less touchdown. And he's 70 yards less Listen, in passing. Well, neither one of these guys, Goff nor Mahomes, is going to spend their entire career with a full complement of weapons. Exactly, like they have now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's, it's unfair when you look at what's going on with the Chiefs. And we've been up all on the L.A. Rams, on them, on them, on them. We forgot about that team down in New Orleans and Drew Brees. They looked pretty good the other day. I still think people are making too much of it. You're on the road in New Orleans. It's tough to win on the road in the NFL. And that game really came down to a couple of plays. It was one turnover, really. It was I mean, one turnover. And then you had you had some suspect there at the end. Brandon Cooks got mugged on a fourth down play that ended up in a turnover. You had the fake punt that was or the fake field goal that was short by what, a foot? No, you're down. You're down by a touchdown with six minutes left, fourth down. You don't go for it for six yards. Then you punt the ball, and then somebody forgot to go. Uh, to Mike Thomas, how do you do that? Mike Thomas is like wide open, bro. Dude, killed me, killed me on fantasy. Well, too. for for people that don't know, Michael so, Thomas um, does a lot of things well. He is not a burner. My question with with New Orleans, when I look at the Chiefs, I wonder from a defensive standpoint, what do you do? Surrender. No. I mean, dude, you got from a defensive standpoint, you've got Kelsey. You've They've got been exposed. People been exposed know. by whom? The Patriots and the Broncos both exposed. They have a game plan. They're not going to win the Super Bowl. Heck, Wait, well, they won't even make the Super Bowl. Hold on, hold on, just a second. <laughs> How many points did they put up against New England? It doesn't matter. Did they win the, the game? In we just said winning on the road is hard. They were in Foxborough. And guess what? And They'll the, be in Foxborough again old, in December, and they're going to lose where in the playoffs. Are those, where are those losses coming from? They're going to put the Chiefs behind New England. Where's that at? I'll be waiting through the break to find Cleveland. out. Cleveland. Ciao. You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio. to sell your home and don't know which realtor to choose? Well, not all realtors are the same. I'm Crystal Copas, and I don't just stick a sign in the yard, throw it in the MLS, and hope to collect a commission. I provide a customized marketing plan that includes professional staging, photography, videography, and drone at no cost to you. Contact me, Crystal Copas, with REMAX Real Estate Service, and let's get your house sold. 919-356-5402 or visit me at crystalcopas.com. Everyone deserves a decent place to live. Everyone. Decent shelter is something we all need to thrive. Through shelter, we empower. Visit Habitat.org to donate today. Hello, I'm Rob Beckley, lead singer of the band Pillar. I served in the Army Reserve for eight years, and it taught me lessons in teamwork, leadership, and organizational skills that I still use today. Serving part-time in the Army Reserve also offers skill training, money for college, and bonuses up to $20,000. 
So if you're up to the challenge, talk to your local Army Reserve recruiter today or check us out online at GoArmyReserve.com. You too can be Army strong in the Army Reserve. You know what really gets a party started? Indoor baseball. Yeah, just find a broom or a pool cue and you can use like anything as a ball. Cans, bottles, shoes. Hey bro, toss me that avocado. Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Underage drinking and driving, the ultimate party foul. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. And now, from Sanford, North Carolina, Chris Lambert and Brandon Atkins. I got money, I got fame, fast cars and everything, yeah. oh. All right, welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. I'm Chris Lambert, Brandon Atkins, Robert Bricky, and The Professor. Trent Nichols. All right, so we build in consensus today. First of all, we agreed Pat Mahomes, number one quarterback in football right now. Yes. I stand by what I said, though. Neither he nor Goff is going to play their entire career with a complement of weapons like they have now. That's just a fact of life. Are we disturbing you? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> the fairies just flew in. Okay, well, I mean. But, but, but here, here's my. my Here's what I'm going to say. I'm, and this is that is not taking anything away from Mahomes. But at some point, to evaluate him, we have to do it when he has no L- running game. Lesser talent. Lesser talent. He's got Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey's the best tight end in football, period. Tyreek Hill is a top five receiver in the football in football now. Kareem Hunt now is probably a top five running back. Sammy okay. Watkins is their number two. Okay, I'm going to say one thing. Yes, it's going to be blasphemous, okay? Because oh, yeah. he is the GOAT. If you watch the Sunday night game, Green Bay had a game plan. And it was like Brady was like turned into a robot with a short circuit. It was like, this does not compute. And it wasn't until – what's their uh, offensive coordinator over there? He used to be there. Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels. He figured it out. And he started sending them plays, and as soon as that went, I guess what my point is, is Brady's been able to do it with almost no talent at the skill positions over an extended amount of time. And he's had a coach who's had a game plan and offensive coordinator that basically fixes it when he doesn't understand. Now, against a less prepared defense, yeah, he can pick it apart with his dink and dunk, five-yard passes down the and he's a good, great. He's he may be the best, but I think Pat Mahomes could easily do the same thing if he fell into the right situation. Okay, a couple points with that because what you make is a valid argument. Josh McDaniels, on and off, has been the offensive coordinator for a couple years in New England. He left and went to Denver and then came back, but Charlie Weiss has been there. They've had a succession. Bill O'Brien was calling the shots at one point. There's been a succession of guys through there. I think Josh McDaniels, were he sitting here right next, right in this chair between us, yes, would be the first there. to tell you that he and Brady put the game plan together. Green Bay did come out with a good game plan. And I'm, I'm all for saying, well, Pat Mahomes may be able to do that. Pat Mahomes would have to do that for a dozen years for us to put him in the conversation with Brady. 
No, I so hear we're, you. we're ways away. And he may first there there are a couple things that may happen. One, he may not stay healthy, and the point is moot. Two, he may actually work for a front office that's cracked the code and play around this type of talent for his entire career. And if that happens, we'll be discounting his abilities just like we do Joe Montana because anytime you start talking about Montana, they're like, well, but Rice, but Roger Craig, but Bill Walsh. And people John forget. Taylor. John Taylor. People forget Joe Montana, when you want to talk in terms of winning and being clutch, he's the only guy that pushes Brady. It's that conversation. We've all fallen in love with with Manning. John Elway. John, you know how I feel about Elway. Elway's on the Mount Rushmore, but he lost too many Super Bowls before he finally won two. Because he didn't have Jerry Rice, John Taylor, Roger Craig. Well, he had Jerry Rice. Until the end. Uh, You're right. And then by the time he won his two, Terrell Davis was there. And people were like, well, that was Terrell Davis' team. But my point about never losing when it mattered most, the only two guys in the conversation, for me, in the modern era, because I don't want emails or calls about Otto Graham or anybody else. <laughs> and, Terry Bradshaw, and Terry Bradshaw doesn't even – Terry Bradshaw is not allowed in the conversation either. But for me, in the modern era, it's Montana Brady. Now, Brady probably gets a nose, but look, the, the day that I see Brady do something on a football field that Joe Montana couldn't, I'll let you know. Just what I'm going to say about it. But back to the Mahomes thing, Mahomes – right now is in a perfect situation with a head coach who is obviously simpatico with him. And it's it's great. It's fun to watch. It's good for the game. If he would not ever speak again, it would be even better. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't... He represents the Muppets well. He does, man. But not only does he talk like a Muppet, he talks like a Muppet that is a middle-aged white redneck. <laughs> That is a Muppet. Wow, so man. if there were a Muppet redneck, it would be Pat Mahomes that he looked you know like. What? We should reach out to the Muppet Show. Is oh, that still on? And they should create a special Mahomes Muppet. They can have so much fun with the hair yeah. and the voice. Uh, oh, my God. I still I just, wouldn't watch it. I think Jim Henson has a hand up his rear, like, working that, <laughs> working that pocket. Well, you know, my dad didn't know that I wore his jersey. No, you're, you're, you're leaving out the southern twang that's in there. <laughs> Let me just try it again. Southern try twang. it again. Yes, you can. No. Try it one more time. Wow, well, you know, I don't. I can't do it. <laughs> no, you can't. Midwesterner. <laughs> let me. Let, I'm going to go ahead and tell you all something now. Is that pretty good right there? No. no. Is that not good? No, it's too not high, either. Too high. Well, you give it a try, no, Chris. No, I'm good. I'm straight. Robert, uh, no. you want to give it a shot? I got nothing. All right. So, well, the, the jury's still out on Mahomes. But right now, I think there's no doubt. And when you look at it eye test-wise, he's got a huge arm. And, and bigger than I thought it was, he's mobile. He's heady. He, the moment never seems too big for him. Yeah. He, is on a, he is on a glide path to be in the conversation. But he is... We cannot get ahead of ourselves. I get you, and you're right. He's in his second year, but if he throws for three more touchdowns, he has the all-time season record for KC in touchdowns, and that includes Montana's year. I'm not saying it's sustainable. I'm just saying for this year. Well, it's not sustainable because they have Andy Reid. 
Well, well he's, win. he's not going to win crap with Andy Reid as the head coach. There is that argument. Of course, Reid could transcend that and learn from all the lessons he has learned losing in big moments. Oh, over come the, on. I, who knows? Dude, we're we're going we're gonna to see how this plays out. You know who's not going to lose another game? Who's that? Houston Texans. Tell me their schedule. Uh, Redskins, Titans, Browns, Colts, Jets, Eagles, and Jaguars. Wow. They will go seven and one the rest of the way, okay. and they drop it to uh, the Browns. The Redskins. No, maybe. I no. hope so. That's so I'm going to tell you right now. Well, I said the Browns were going to make the playoffs. So, so what are they? What are they? Six and three now. Six and three with a so six got, game winning. They've streak. got seven games left to go. I say they wind up with twelve wins. Twelve and four. They uh now they, they lost to the Patriots, the Titans, and the Giants, and they haven't lost since. Okay, but here's what I wanted to talk about, and I appreciate you preempting what you knew I wanted to talk about. You're welcome. Is Houston, I'm sick to death of hearing about this six game winning streak that they're on. I haven't looked, but it seems to me that during this six game stretch, they haven't beaten anybody of note. Uh let's go. They beat the Colts, beat the Bears, the Bears. No, they beat the Cowboys, the yep. Bills, the Jaguars, the Dolphins, and the Broncos. Yes. So I don't want to hear about a six-game winning streak. Who are we talking about? Like the, the Texans. The, the Texans. Oh, the Texans. I'm they sorry, started 0-3. Now they've run off six wins. They haven't beaten anybody in that stretch. The best team they beat in that stretch was Dallas, and Dallas is trying Garbage. to get to 500 tonight. Now, I'm going to make a fearless prediction since he opened with one. Dallas is going to win the NFC East. Oh, I bet chicken wings on that one. Oh, no, you're banned. I'm, for, How, I'm down for a chicken. What's wing the bet. volume and what's the flavor on? You and where is it coming? Flavor. If they don't, wings. desert heat is the wings? flavor. If not, what? Okay, twenty I'm wings. Sorry. What kind of sauce? No, do I don't want? want the desert heat. I want the I want spicy garlic. If Brandon wins, he gets no, desert what? heat. The, 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 that is I want Asian zing. Asian Asian zing is so good. So you're not you're not going to send them those weak. Pumpkin spice wings that y'all put out. I am. What hey, was, did you have anything to do with that pumpkin spice no. chicken wing? No, I think you did. No, <laughs> I think you, you did. It, people go overboard. Next with is jam and jalapenos. Be, between the end of September and Thanksgiving, you could find pumpkin anything yeah. for about a six week period. I legit though, I can one up you on the pumpkin spice because you know they for. Halloween rolled out pumpkin spice M and M's. Yeah, I thought that was the bottom, as low as it could go for M and M's. Dude, don't even do it. Don't do it, Chris. Today, Chris. I almost bought a bag just so that I could bring in here, and then I said nope because that might be misconstrued as support. Right. Candy corn M and M's. What? Candy corn M and M's. I'm not making this up. Candy. I'm trying to figure Candy that out. Candy corn M&M's. Okay, you guys, I'm along the same vein. You know I had a birthday here recent, uh, recently? You did, and you hid from us so and that I, we couldn't get you drunk. In, in Amongst my gifts, for some reason, I got a bar, like one of those fancy in-paper bars of soap that are seasonal, and it was pumpkin. Ugh. And I literally, I, had, I saw my trash can from my window. <laughs> 
and my bedroom window, I was like, I, t- I said, thank you very much. And then got rolled down my window from my bedroom and tossed it and almost made it 25 Ooh. yards away into that Damn. trash can. So you'd be smashing pumpkins. I would be smashing Ooh. pumpkins. I like that. Damn. All right, so we have agreed Pat Mahomes is number one on this list. Oh. And do – do you want to ask me, current me, about that? Or current do you want to go back no. eight no. weeks ago and ask me the same question again? Let's ask Brandon. When I said Pat Mahomes. Last time he was on the show. <laughs> yeah, right. It was the last time he was on the show. So, all right. So, so I will say, got Mahomes I'm, probably, I'm probably wrong about the Lakers. So, if that makes you feel bad, better, go Whatever, for it. I'm they wrong were now about the, 42 to 10 the other night. I'm wrong about the Browns. So. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Now, on along those lines, though, our bet, our our statements, our conflicting statements. I said it was more likely that the Bengals would play in the Super Bowl <laughs> than it was than the Browns would make the playoffs. My bet's still intact. No, however, it just took a major. You're, you have major a, a big toe yeah. on out of losing that bet. Appears that AJ Green has turf toe, and this Sunday coming week, the Bengals pull. What might be the best team in the league right now certainly is in the top three, the New Orleans Saints, and they will be short-handed as A.J. Green's going to miss a couple of weeks. So what do they do? Do they sign Des Bryant? Do they give somebody else a try? I'm going to tell you what. If you're if you're fantasy football player, I'm going to tell you what you go do. Go take a flyer on John Ross. Ross has been out for three or four weeks. What about Boyd? Boyd's Boyle money. I, I mean, Boyd has really kind of become the 1A anyway. So, Boyd is going to be the featured guy in that offense, but A.J. Green not being in the field or on the field means that there are catches that have to go somewhere. John Ross might be the guy to try to sneak down the field. Well, I picked up Tyler Eifert, so I should be good. <laughs> you should be golden. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah. So Three years ago, you're golden. Yeah. What? What happened to Des Bryant? He said, leaving the Dallas facility, He's gone. now you're going to feel my wrath. Or something to that effect. And he can't get a job. No, he was talking about all the people that live in his house. They're (laughs) going to feel his wrath because he's home. He was talking about his dog. Yeah. He was talking about his dog. When I get home, I'm going to kick that dog. (laughs) He's going to feel my wrath. Actually, I don't think he understood what wrath meant. I don't think that. Maybe that's. I think he he thought it was uh, sunny disposition. Yeah. I think he's at the Oklahoma State games, isn't he? Does Brian? He might as well be. Yeah. Reed in the glory years? With Mike Gund? Mike Gundy? Whatever his name is. Yeah. He's got the best hair in America. But your your question is valid because <laughs> we have seen all of these receivers moving all over the place. Right. And and let's take Demarius Thomas oh. as an example right now. What? Demarius Thomas goes out to Houston, shows up, catches a handful of balls, week one. Boom. Now, Demarius Thomas is a shell of what he once was. Also, a shell of what they once were that could have been had for nothing in terms of draft picks, Des Bryant. Mm. Des Bryant lives in the Dallas area. Mm. It's only about four hours from Dallas to Houston. Probably, no, maybe six. From Dallas, Dallas to Houston, um, as opposed to no, bringing the Mary's home. Three hours. Dallas, yeah. What are you driving? It's not six. It's straight down uh, 35. Yeah, it's not that far. Crystal Lambert and Brandon Atkins always help me with my draft picks, but I sure wish they would stop hanging out with Zeke Elliott. When I was just a tiny baby, I was stolen from my parents. I was imprisoned in a cramped cage 
and was touched and photographed completely against my will, solely for somebody's profit. Then I started to grow bigger, and they locked me away for life. If you knew that was the life of a tiger cub, would you still pay to pet her? Learn how they're exploited through petting and photo ops at cubabuse.com. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career that I could be proud of. At DAV, we're on a mission, helping veterans of all generations get the benefits they've earned. I'm Cece. My victory was finishing my education. When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats with Chris DeLambert and Brandon Atkins. But if you really want to know what's going on, Professor Trent, they should listen to you and me, Diamond Dave Kaplan. We've got a better grasp on sports, I think. It's astute analysis. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. All right, welcome back. I don't even know where this voyage is going to take us. We I asked a question Three segments ago, who was the top three quarterbacks in the NFL right now? And we still haven't finished that. But, Brandon, you want to make an observation. Well, no, I was just saying, where's David Kaplan? Like, you see that show that's being advertised where they get on the the plane and they don't, they've lost five years. (laughs) I feel like that's what this is. Like, is Kaplan still around? Well, Brandon, I woke up wherever you were. You should have nudged Kaplan and brought him with you. I woke up one day and saw Derrick Rose drop 50, and I thought I was back in that time. <laughs> Is Kaplan okay? I I hope so. Okay. No golf, I guess. He's in Jackson Hole. All right, so get this back on track. I feel, I, I feel bad for Chris. Pat Mahomes, who's number two? Aaron Rodgers? No. Not no, right now. I'm going to tell you who number two is yeah, right now. We, I was waiting the whole time. See, we threw people out there, but it's always a loaded question because no matter who we say, Chris already knows that what the answer is. He knows what your answer should it, be. Yeah, exactly. That's so, a true statement. Chris. I'm going to tell you what. You guys take the field. I'll put Mahomes at one. I'll take Drew Brees. Drew Brees. Nope. Yep. No, he's kidding? not number two right now. What you who, told him about, man? better? Because if you say Andrew Luck, I'm coming across no, the table. No, no, no. Philip Rivers. Luck. Rivers is not bad. I will say right. – no, Go ahead, Trent. Make year? your case. No, I'm just – I said Drew Brees. I'm just trying to be nice to Bricky. We're not talking about basketball, so Bricky gets a little confused sometimes. <laughs> and I'm just trying to support him. Okay. But who, who – Well, obviously – I football. <laughs> okay, so well, you have one quarterback that you want to win a game, right? Well, the silly question, you would take Tom Brady. No. But right now, I think no. this year, how can you discredit what golf is doing? I can discount. I, I'm not taking away from golf. I saw golf and Breeze go head up this weekend, and I saw Breeze beat him. I, I mean, but that doesn't I, mean Breeze is the second I, best. I'm telling you this year. that it is my feeling that Drew Breeze is the second best quarterback I think in the NFL the right now. The second best quarterback in the NFL right now is Matt Ryan. Wait, that, wait a minute. Hold all right. Let's let's just revisit this. That's a, that's some old Because you opened up. Hold on, Chris. And you said Andrew Luck is the second best. Then you said, well, this the the simple answer to the question is, is Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. Yeah. You know what that is? That's that 
pumpkin spice chicken wing argument <laughs> <laughs> that you're coming with right now. <laughs> Give it. Go ahead, Robert. So you, we just stated that he knows what you should think already, but you're not aware. But not Drew Brees, you should think dude. That he already knows. Drew Brees has been not very good this year. He has no weapons. He's not going to sustain. He had Stop! one. He had one freaking good game. Stop it! Against Stop the it. Rams. Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Because you just said exactly it. He has no weapons. He has one receiver. He has more weapons than, than Andrew who? Luck. And he's I, having a lot better year. That what's the what's the Colts record? That doesn't matter. It doesn't. That's all that matters. Oh, okay. All right. Let me throw out a couple for you. Sure, please. Big, big men. Big Ben is always the guy. Cam Newton. No. Cam. Ooh, Cam. Um, and the guy in San Francisco. <laughs> like we don't. We shouldn't even call him by name. Mullins. The, Chucky no, Mullins. No, the guy what? in San Francisco. That's what he should have on his jersey. <laughs> Mullins. <laughs> How can they explain that game? He's got one QBR. It's got to be best in the league. That dude, (laughs) he was throwing to, like, people. That Mike Thomas touchdown had nothing on the wide receivers he was throwing to because they were, like, 20 yards deep (laughs) away from the nearest defender. Why is Odell Beckham the 46th best quarterback on the NFL passing stats? Because he threw that one lame pass when everybody thought he was back. Well, Moh- he's almost Muhammad better Sanu, than Blaine Gabbert. But if you look at all-time ratings, Muhammad Sanu probably has among the best, maybe the best quarterback rating of all time. Where's Mullins? All right. So, so I, thanks for derailing the conversation. But all right, so all right, let's let's try to get let's try to agree. Okay, for this season, Mahomes is good for right now. I'm taking right? Mahomes number one. You can't argue with it. You can okay. find all the qualifiers in the world Ooh. and say. Well, he's got all these weapons, and the, the league hasn't had time to watch tape on him, all the rest of that. And you know what? After the Super Bowl, if Mahomes is not hoisting that trophy, we maybe look back and be like, well, Mahomes wasn't as good as we thought. He well, ran up into fill in the blank. However, for to now, today, I don't know how you can watch football and not think, damn, Breeze. Pat Mahomes Pat is Mahomes, the guy. Breeze. I, well, we need consensus. Rodgers. You want Rodgers at two. No, I – I want Drew Brees. You said to win a game, Rodgers. I want Drew Brees. All right. So, are you on with Brees? He has a quarterback. That's my number two. He has a quarterback rating of 120. He's number one quarterback rating, Drew Brees. So, I retract all my statements. (laughs) Drew Brees is number two. That's why what's his, what's his quarterback rating again? 120.6. 120. Mahomes is only 116. Point so seven. you retract everything you yeah. said. Yeah. All right. Cool. Does Mullins make the list? No. Brick. Not enough games. No. Nope. So, since we voted against you, oh, Mullins is one hundred and fifty. One hundred fifty-one point nine. That's see, not quite perfect. That guy in San Francisco. Yep. Buy on him now, because see, you're a financial guy. You know he's, better. He's Sell right. High. No, you don't know nothing because Sell he's high. right behind Nathan Peterson in the rankings. Okay. That, well, here's the thing about Mullins. Peterson, and here's the the thing about Mullins. All those numbers don't make any sense and have to be thrown out. Peterson threw three interceptions this weekend. You guys can't it, even get his name right. Is it Peter Peterson? Peterman. 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 
Peterman threw three INTs this weekend, and his overall numbers went up. <laughs> True story. <laughs> Nathan Peterman, it's, it's so unfair to even trot him out there. It's really – but you know what? The Bills have nobody to blame but themselves. They had A.J. McCarron in there to be their backup, but they're like, nah, we're going to go ahead and ride this Josh Allen train. The fact that they're left with Nathan Peterman is their own fault. Yeah, but agree. since we – Voted you down for a number two. But here's my argument. You're going to make an argument. I want to make sure I'm I'm 100% clear on what you're doing. You're arguing that Aaron Rodgers today would be the third best quarterback. Second. No, we've already anointed the second. No, I didn't agree with you. Well, go ahead. Make a compelling argument. Maybe we'll change our mind. Nope, I disagree. They trade a guy. Who didn't give Rodgers an opportunity to, to complete the final drive of the game? Yes, that is evidence enough. <laughs> because you you want to put it, you want to at least put it in his hand because you think you have a chance to win. They let the guy go for like a garbage man and a, two cups of coffee. That's that all is, you need to know. That's is all that, you need to know is that Ty Montgomery's fumble. <laughs> Didn't give Rodgers a chance to win a game, and it meant that much that they dealt him for a seventh-round pick the next Would Breeze have gotten the same treatment? Mm, That's a good good question. Because Mike Thomas went and dug a cell phone out from the bottom and got him a (laughs) 15-yard penalty, and everybody was like, don't do that again. Get ready to go line up again. Right. Yeah. And he was able to – this is – Overplayed, but he was able to find two flip flops <laughs> because he had to put up one at each end zone. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't think so. He was that. able to find two of those. You know, I mean, that's hard. You can't even find a razor anymore. You got that was a flip phone. The razor. The razor. Was a great phone. You know what? I thought about going back to the razor. Screw all this Apple product yeah. stuff and just go back to the phone. If it weren't for texting, I would. Uh, I would get a flip phone. And Andrew you remember, Luck still has a flip phone. Andrew Luck. And you remember You're back in the day no. when you walked into the office with a no, with the razor? Yeah. Oh, the razor was hot. Dude. You, like, people Every woman you, in the office yes. is like, who is that? Whoa. He's got yes. that razor heat? <laughs> <laughs> he got that razor heat. All right, so I'm willing to buy your okay, argument. So, so Rogers, two, Rogers, or Rogers two. three, rather. Two. No, three. So maybe we okay. only have the top three. That's it. Yeah, I can't take any more of this. I can't take any more. Now. No, you know who's the number one? Who? Zion Williamson. Because the media has all of, us, all of a sudden anointed him as better than Joy, Jordan. Dude. Nobody. Wait a minute. Let, let's be 100% clear. Let's be 100% clear. Uh, Brandon obviously has not been listening to the show in his absence. Right. There's only one person said Zion Williamson is better than LeBron, and that is the one person in the world that I know that eats Vaseline. So, yeah, Steph Mar- Stephon Marbury. We did a whole segment oh, on God. Stephon Marbury eating okay, Vaseline. But, yeah, Stephon Marbury says that not only will Zion Williamson, not only is he better than LeBron, he will be better than Jordan. So you left that he part out too. Way better. Way better yeah, than He's going to wreck the world. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Not the league. So the is this world. something that y'all world. Talk, y'all don't want to talk about anymore? Zion no, Williamson? We'll talk all you no, want. no, no, no. We don't. Can we, we talk don't, college basketball? We don't want to talk about Stephon Marbury because, yeah. <laughs> like I said, you have to consider the source. And I don't know him personally, but there's some people you just shouldn't listen to very long. The coolest thing that he did was come out with the $15 shoes. Yeah, how'd that exactly. work out? That was genius. 
Yeah, it worked out real well. He's still counting his money. We'll see you on the other side of the break. You're listening from the cheap seats. You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio. Are you ready to sell your home and don't know which realtor to choose? Well, not all realtors are the same. I'm Crystal Copas, and I don't just stick a sign in the yard, throw it in the MLS, and hope to collect a commission. I provide a customized marketing plan that includes professional staging, photography, videography, and drone at no cost to you. Contact me, Crystal Copas, with Remax Real Estate Service, and let's get your house sold. 919-356-5402 or visit me at crystalcopas.com. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career that I could be proud of. At DAV, we're on a mission, helping veterans of all generations get the benefits they've earned. I'm Cece. My victory was finishing my education. When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. I'm Chris DeLambert. I'm Brandon Atkins. I'm Professor Trent Nichols. Coming to you from the cheap seats. All right, welcome back to the second hour from the cheap seats. I'm Chris DeLambert, Brandon Atkins, Professor Trent Nichols, and Robert Bricky. We are almost at max capacity. We're missing cap, man. Diamond Dave. I, has anybody seen his picture in the post office? He was on a milk carton. Oh, jeez. Oh, man. Yeah, I miss Diamond Dave. Um, I played golf with him, uh, Lee County Boosters, but that was the last time I saw him. Well, that's pretty cool. Might be design, uh, by design for him anyway because my game sucks so bad. <laughs> yeah, I've got no comment. Um, so – I want to I want to talk about a couple of things real quickly. First of all, Alabama LSU. What we saw this weekend does it mean that Alabama's even better than we thought they were, or does it mean that LSU is a bunch of hype? My only take on it is if you're a fan of the college football playoffs, you have to be rooting for Alabama to run, to the, run table. the table. I agree with you because other than that, you're going to come into the same scenario where. Alabama's going to make it either way. You're going to have two SEC teams. Well, I actually heard somebody try to make a case the other day and drew up a scenario where three SEC teams oh, might get in. No. Come on, man. No. Just shut up. The The SEC's not that good. Are they best conference in the country? Maybe. But after Alabama, it's a dramatic yeah. dip between them and everybody else. That's just a fact of life. So whomever the second, third, fourth, and fifth team in – the SEC are does not automatically mean that they're in the top five in the country. But what I'm asking is, you know, we heard, hey, this LSU team, man, that defense lights out. It's the best defense in the country. And I'm skeptical. I was skeptical going into that game. And I have a good idea as to how good Alabama is. They are the best team in the country. But when you look at LSU, everybody's all fired up about this. Really, truly, have they done? Did they do enough to deserve all of this hoopla? 
I mean, they beat a Georgia team that at the time was number two in the country, but I've been saying all year, this Georgia team is a shell of what Georgia was last year. Folks, Nick Chubb doesn't play for Georgia anymore. Sony Michelle doesn't play for Georgia anymore. Roquan Smith doesn't play. Those are three legit talents that drove that ball club. Jake Fromm has not gotten any better than he was last year, and last year he was a game manager. Georgia is not a program that reloads. When you see talent leave Alabama, Ohio State, Oklahoma, you know what? You don't miss a beat because they're going to reload and they're going to be right back. Georgia is not in that class. Georgia never has been in that class. Georgia is a program that will go years at a time without being really relevant and then for a couple years will be pretty good. Herschel Walker. Other than that, when was the last time Georgia was that good? Up until last year. There are not a whole lot of times. So relax on the LSU thing. But what you said is right on, Trent. Fans of a legit playoff system that includes the entire country needs to be rooting for Alabama to run the table. And you you want to blow it up? Have Notre Dame lose a game. And then what's going to happen? No, Notre Dame losing a game would be the best thing for everybody because Notre Dame cannot play with the top four or five teams in the country. How do y'all know that, though? How do I know that? Well, how would we know that? They don't play anybody. Garbage. Are you? I mean, are you basing that on the time they had Monte Teal and your? Yeah. I mean, I know you watch a lot of lot of football, Chris. So I'm not attacking you, but how do y'all really know that? I'm trying to find my safe spot. So when I find that safe space and I can regroup, I feel like I've been attacked. No, I just – how do you really know if they, Notre Dame's not that good? To me, they don't pass the eye test. I don't think they have the horses to play with the Oklahomas and the Alabamas and the Clemsons. Who was in there year. last year? Wisconsin? It was Clemson, Georgia, Alabama. And Oklahoma. And Oklahoma. Yeah. Yes. I don't think Notre Dame, from what I see with my eyes, is in that class. I think Notre Dame is a good program. I think Brian Kelly has got them on the cusp. But the other piece I have, and and my my argument this year is not driven by this, although from a broader perspective it should be, in my eyes, Notre Dame wants a seat at the table, join a conference for real. No, that's it. 100%. That's, that's, that's part of it. No, they, they, if, okay, join the ACC or the Big Ten. Join for real. They're dabbling in the ACC. Yeah. But it's not going to happen for another six or eight years because they just renewed their contract. It's never going to happen. The well, Big Ten's ridiculous. been trying to get Notre Dame to come and join f- for my entire lifetime. Yeah, me too. The, uh, the second part of that is yes. they don't have the athletes. That's, that's what I was saying. And they can't get the athletes because of their academic standard. So there's some cats that Alabama and Georgia and Auburn and LSU have that can barely read, but they can run a four-two-five, and they can get them in school. Now, I said it. I'm glad he said crazy. that, and I didn't have to say it. How but does, but how, that's the truth. Well, back in the day, before Prop 48, that's how Oklahoma and Nebraska dominated because they literally would take anyone. So how does Duke do it? Basketball, I'm just playing. We'll get to that later. <laughs> Tutors, brother. That's right. But, you know, they ACT do have the one. Courses. Here's the deal. You do have that one Michigan win with Notre Dame, right? You do. And, and Michigan's 
like that you got to be as Notre Dame, you got to be cheering from Michigan. But I agree if they if Notre Dame drops one game, they're out, right? Mm. Oh, without a doubt. Well, I mean beyond any shadow of any doubt, if they lose one, they're out. But who are they going to lose to? The Michigan game, I'm not trying to revise history. But if anybody thinks that that Michigan team they played in week 1 is anywhere near that Michigan team now, they are sadly mistaken. Now, but you're giving a lot of credit I, to the selection committee then. So but I right am, now, but you're also go ahead. Right now it it would be Alabama, Clemson, Michigan and Notre Dame. I'd rather not see Michigan or Notre Dame and you put Ohio State back in there. No. So first of all, there's there's something And Oklahoma. There's something that everybody has I'd rather forgotten. Have Oklahoma. Unless something crazy happens, and I know Ohio State dropped a game to Purdue. I remember very vividly. Unless something crazy happens, Michigan or Ohio State is going to win the Big Ten with one loss. You cannot keep a one-loss Big Ten champion out of the national championship playoff. You cannot do that. You cannot justify it. It will so be either Michigan, Michigan or Ohio State. And then well, I'm going to tell you what. Harbaugh's going to take the Cleveland job. If, <laughs> I if like it. Michigan. I like it. If Ohio State doesn't fix that defense, and there is a lot of work to do on that defense, Michigan is going to blow their doors off. But that said, as much as I feel like you cannot keep a one-loss Big Ten champion out of the playoffs, if it happens to be Ohio State, and they manage to find their way past Michigan and into the Big Ten Championship, which they'll win hands down because the other side of that conference is garbage. Ohio State, playing like they're playing now on defense, might give up 1,000 yards in a game against Alabama. Yeah. All right. Greg Schiano. That's a, for another I, – I could spend three hours talking about how bad Greg Schiano is with that defense. The athletes are there. They can fix it. Greg Schiano has broken that defense. But anyway, I digress. But I stand by what I said, Trent. One of those two teams, Ohio State or Michigan, there should not be anybody that beats either of those teams down the, down the stretch. Ohio State has Michigan State this weekend. Surely – they will bounce back after a subpar performance against Nebraska, who was playing their Super Bowl this past week. And one of those teams, if Ohio, you know, if the Buckeyes lose again, it's because you know, big ball coach has cheated on his wife again. I mean, he's got a cyst on his brain. <laughs> That's the only way they'll lose. I love again. that you said that. I love that you said that, and I endorse that statement. Urban. But, but Urban like, Meyer, Urban Meyer's always had a uh, the. The reputation of being a coach that was very loose with the program. Also loose with the ladies. I mean with the program. And this it may just be that this Ohio State program is reeling out of control and with all the distractions it's gotten away from him. I don't think it's anything that dramatic. I think it's a schematic issue and Greg Schiano is not a very good well, football coach. the same thing anymore. happened at Florida. Then all of a sudden he needed to take some family oh, you, time. You, you missed what he said. See, you don't know the story, and we might as well put it out there. Who cares? Allegedly. Allegedly. It's a headache. Allegedly, I know for certain, allegedly, (laughs) that Urban Meyer did not allegedly leave Florida allegedly Ah. because he was sick. Uh Allegedly, it has been said that he was cheating on his wife with a co-ed and got caught, allegedly, 
and Mama said, you're leaving or I'm leaving and taking everything with me. Right. Allegedly, now, he was sick of having sex with his wife, and the cure was to have sex with a co-ed. Allegedly. Well, so allegedly traded in his that. old bottle. Now. Yeah, exactly. For a 98. I want you to ask yourself, <laughs> self, how come that never got reported? Allegedly. Where did Urban Meyer go to work immediately following his sickness? Exactly. And it got squashed. Anybody down there around that Florida program from that time frame will tell you that's exactly what happened. Uh, and while I'm putting people's business on the street, why doesn't Billy Gillespie have a job in college basketball anymore? He was at Kentucky for a grand total of one year. Want to know why he's got run out of college basketball? Couldn't keep away from those co-eds. That, and drinking. That's not even – oh, get, Billy Gillespie? I was there on two occasions when he got carried out of a bar. UK had car service for him. Oh, and he got true story. He got a DUI at UTEP. What? And they, yeah, I was at I was in the in the conference, same conference at the time. He got a DUI at UTEP and stopped several times and was under the influence that they did not take him to jail. There you go. So validation. It's like, do you ever see the clip when? Um, Huggins got arrested. Bob Huggins got arrested. Oh, yeah. The beer cans fall out. <laughs> okay, you're in a program large enough to say, I need my administrative guy. Your job is, when I get ready to go out, you pick me up and you take me. That's your job. When I need to be somewhere, you drive me and take me home. I exactly. told you, UK had car service for this guy. But the car service didn't go inside the bars and keep him from showing his ace. <laughs> On many occasions. Right. And allegedly, Brett Favre, down in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, when he was at Southern Miss, used to pee off the bar in the bar across the street from campus. Allegedly. He was gunslinging. these guys, man. You got, He's the gunslinger. the gunslinger. But no, no okay. The just the Urban Meyer thing, back to what he's – I've told him this story a million times. That's right. why he kind of spat it out. We've never actually said these words on the air. On the air. So, so we either just scooped everybody or we're going to get shut down. Right. You know, so it's not cheap while. seats with um, Chris and Brandon. It's <laughs> cheap seats with Chris. It's cheap seats with Trent and Robert. Um, but that has been the story right. that I have always – Allegedly known. I don't even know if that's proper use of those words. I'd have to go to law school. You just have to throw allegedly in there. Yeah, I think if you throw it in often enough, you're okay. But that's been the story I've always had planted with me. And it's always been funny because anytime I meet somebody from down there in that Gainesville area that is deeply embedded, I just validate it. And they add one more layer to the story. And they're like, well, yeah, and there was this one time. So Urban Meyer got out of the business, and then magically, when the Ohio State job came open, oh, yeah, I'm feeling better already. Yeah, yeah. I'm feeling all better. Let me go back to Ohio. Now, you notice everywhere he goes at Ohio State, Mrs. Meyer is not far behind. Right. She's got him on the leash. But my thing with Ohio State, back to where we started with this, is Ohio State, if they don't fix that defense, it doesn't matter. That does not mean that they don't deserve to get into the national championship playoff if they win the Big Ten championship. Same can be said for Michigan. See you on the other side. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats from Sanford, North Carolina. I was stolen from my parents. I was imprisoned in a cramped cage and was touched and photographed completely against my will solely for somebody's profit. Then I started to grow bigger, and they locked me away for life. 
If you knew that was the life of a tiger cub, would you still pay to pet her? Learn how they're exploited through petting and photo ops at cubabuse.com. Hey, Clarice, can we please put on the new Justin Bieber album? Hold on. Dad will be mad if we don't listen to From the Cheap Seats. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. I will be on location at Libations on Chatham Street, downtown Sanford, this Thursday, 6.30, hosting trivia like I do every Thursday. Have a good time with that. Uh, we teased a category last week, and then we got rained out this past week, and I'm trying to think what it was. Uh, oh, infamous trades, notorious trades. <laughs> so that's your tease again this week, notorious trades. Yes. <laughs> Notorious traits. Throw in some notorious B.I.G. No, I didn't. I did. If you That'd recall, we had a category that I think you and I like saw each other's eyes and were like, that's perfect. And we did a category about N.W.A. Oh, that's right. It was the most that. worst received category <laughs> ever. And nobody knew anything. What, the old wrestling league? No. NWA? What was me and Lorenzo rolling in? <laughs> Predominantly middle-aged white crowd. Yes! Oh no! My favorite was that the movie Straight Out of Compton is a biopic about the seminal rap group NWA and tracks the lives of its founding members. However, the lives are the role that two of those founding members played in the band's formation or downplayed in the film. MC Wren is actually given a couple of appearances in the film. Who's the other founding member that never appears on screen? Oh. Hmm. I forget the movie. I couldn't tell you. Hold I on. Yeah. Prince. I have to rewatch I, it. I never Who? watched the movie. It was Arabian Prince. Oh. No. Oh. Yeah. Who? And I wondered as I was putting it, because, you know, rabbit holes, and I'm ADD. So I'm like down the path. And I go, and I'm like, wonder what Arabian Prince is doing now. Do you know what Arabian Prince is? One of his claims to fame is, of course you don't. He produced he and Al Supersonic. Gore. <laughs> JJ Fad. He JJ produced Fad. that. Yeah, he produced Supersonic. He's produced a lot of stuff, but that's the one that jumped out at me. The S is for super. The U is for unique. Supersonic. The P is for perfection, and you know that we are freaks. Yes! The E is for exotic, and the R is for rap. So all your something rappers just step the heck back. Supersonic. Boom. Supersonic. That was impressive. Wow. And then they start going, Yes. My wife may leave me for you. Bro, that will be I'm most like, impressive. I'm not going to play any of this show for her when the podcast hits. I will play that clip. I'm telling you, man. I was a hip-hop head back in the day. Yeah. Let me ask you a question and get sure. back to sports. Mm-hmm. You huh? don't want to talk about Arabian Prince anymore? I want to get to basketball, college basketball. Man, it's that time of the year. But I'll say for Notre Dame, okay? Yep. If they run the table, they got to be in. Why? Because... They got that win against Michigan. Mm-hmm. Michigan's number four in the rankings right now. Yep. 
Then they play Syracuse. Don't laugh. In the carrier, in the carrier dome, they're thirteenth in the country right now, which is amazing. They skip hey. nine spots, and if you go into the carrier dome, just ask anybody how hard it is to play. So if they run the table, I mean, they got FSU. They suck. Then they have uh, USC. They suck. But they're two high profile, you know, right. profile teams. If they run the table, I think they're in this if year. I were, if I were a Notre Dame fan, you know, guys, I love chaos. That's what Notre Dame fans need to be hoping for, is that everybody beats everybody and there's a bunch of two-loss yeah. teams winning these conferences. They need Oklahoma to drop another game somewhere and win the Pac-12 anyway, or the Big 12. They need Ohio State. Well, Ohio State, Michigan, one of those teams, what they need is for Ohio State. I don't even know what they need. Bro, Oklahoma. They need, they need Ohio State or Michigan to go and lose to Northwestern in the Big Ten Championship. That's what they need. Forget about Oklahoma because they go to West Virginia at the end of the season. So one of those two teams are going to be in play, right? What about Washington State? They already got screwed last year at the Pac 12. True. To, I'm, Washington State has a one loss too. I got you. So I think Notre Dame's in if they. I know. The Unfortunately, I if think Notre yeah, Dame is too, out. Yeah. and they're going to get blown out. Well, the thing with it is, and and I'm I'm saying they have that to they face Alabama or Clemson. I've been telling people for Over. months: if Notre Dame goes undefeated, they will be in. And you guys, we we talk about the format a lot, but people forget that when this format was put together, from the time it was originally proposed it never locked out independence there's only one reason they did that and that's so that if notre dame were near the top notre dame got to play See, there is never an, another independent that has been viable i think the only thing that could happen is if alabama happened to lose whether it's in the championship game or against auburn again at the end of the year whatever that may hurt notre dame well i will also go on record to say this that as much as I disagree with the principle of it, if Alabama were to stub their toe, they still ought to be in. Because they only have Mississippi State, and then they have like Samford or whatever. That's and how they do. If they, they have two Auburn, games, and then they, they still have Georgia. Dude, I, I don't Who, Alabama? Alabama. Yeah, yeah. They're by far the best I, team. I don't they, I'm tell you what. Tua Vailuga, how do you pronounce it? Tua. Tua or Tula. Yeah, okay. That's what we call him. I was when he ran the touchdown. He's got some wheels. He's hurt though. I know, but he he was like I've never I've seen him throw some passes, go sit on the bench. But he ran the touchdown uh, Saturday against well, we've, LSU. We've had this conversation. Like, Alabama right he's now, a good athlete. Alabama right now, he's not a good athlete. He's a great yeah. athlete, and people are bugging out about that run. First of all, for the first time, Alabama was actually in a must see ball yeah, game, right? And I, we called play-by-play play for the Brick City Bowl this weekend. And I'm going to tell you, I know that the crowd was light because of the Alabama-LSU game. Right. And it got lighter at halftime because I talked to half a dozen people who were like, hey, man, go. you know, this is 26 nothing. We're going home. We're going to watch Alabama. So this was the first time a lot of people, even the folks that talk incessantly about college football, it's a lot of, the first time that a lot of them actually sat and watched and they're like, oh, this Tua kid's pretty good. Yeah. Tua is good. But first of all, squash the Heisman stuff because you got to play into the fourth quarter and actually play, beat 
beat somebody when it's a tight game. No, you don't. Yeah, you do, dude. Kyler Murray, Watch. Kyler Murray, Dwayne Haskins. I'll take either one of them in the in the Heisman but over this guy. You don't have a vote. I know I don't. I should. That's a that's a you know. It's not fair. What well, you were talking about, Tua being hurt. The only reason Alabama won last year is because they had a month, which is ridiculous, to get healthy. If Tua gets hurt, or if he's a he's got lingering injuries, watch for Jalen Hurt hurts to get back in and play. I don't know a couple of games, meaningless games. Samford. <laughs> watch watch him come in and Tua starts to get healthy. I mean, they got the best squad. I mean, from top to bottom, Alabama's got the best squad, right? Oh, yeah. It's like remember on Saturday Night Live they used to say Ditka versus a meteor coming down yeah. to Earth and who wins? Ditka. Duh, like, coach. I'm getting to the point where it's like who wins between Alabama and Golden State? Okay, but, but you know what I mean? Like it's so boring. Time. It is boring, and that's what you missed last week. Is we asked at what point does this get bad for college football? Because I know I talked. I have wide circles of people. I know if I ask you the question before this week, LSU. How many Alabama games have you watched on television? Zero. Now, we know that. We figured that out. How long before the networks figure it out? And they're like, we're not going to keep doing this. The playoff, at this point, the playoff, because you've restricted this to four teams, you're killing yourself. Who is really going to watch Alabama play in their semifinal game? Who is going to plan their life around that? It's not going to happen. We're like, yeah, they're gonna blow them out. They're gonna beat my forty. If I was in charge, you know the movie Sea Biscuit, where he has like he's got no business racing what War Admiral. I'd put up UCF versus Alabama. That's what and have it be it. have it Bro. be a pay per view, and then everybody gets to come and see what's what. We had that conversation. I'm glad you remember what I said. Expanded to eight huh. teams because no, 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 Trent. What makes I'm glad sports, I could regurgitate what you said. No, no, no. But no <laughs> when I'm I was not saying here. it was my idea. I'm just you you just oh. hit we, we this was the conversation we had. If you expand it to eight teams, it's not about let's go find five SEC teams, two teams from the ACC and a Big Ten team. Lock it out. One SEC team, one Big Ten team, one from each of the Power Five conferences, and then we'll find the next best three teams and do it. If you get UCF in there, I am so Watching that game. Oh, yeah. With many adult beverages and a house full of people because America loves David versus Goliath. What we get with the Final Four is not David versus Goliath. So, how can we, we get, get that? some grown ass man it's against the, Goliath? It, we and we're watching some grown ass man go get beat by a big giant. We want to see the kid with the rock. It's the thing. It's the haves versus the haves nots. It's like Calipari basically being interviewed as an ESPN commercial versus all these other coaches out here <laughs> struggling. Like it's the haves versus the haves not. You know what I mean? Like you know, you don't really get a good chance if you have that one one off. The Go ahead. NCAA tournament is so great. That's yes. Right. And so, why do people watch True TV at twelve thirty on a Thursday to catch a game? Because somebody and, gets knocked off. And break. Right. But that's the even the even 
the, I don't know why the networks don't get this. I don't know why the NCAA doesn't get this. When is everybody tuned in to the NCAAs? First, There's two first, times. The, the first round. That's right. First the days. first two days and the last two days. People are taking off lunch. Yes. They're shirking work. You know, yeah. there's more visectomies done the first week of the NCAA tournament than any other point. During now, why do you do That's that? interesting. So you can convalesce. So you can sit home and watch all the games. Of course, I know somebody that had a baby because they watched basketball instead of making their vasectomy appointment. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio. Welcome back to The Cat Show. Up next, we have Nico. Nico is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right. A group known especially for their sunspot sleeping, ball chasing, leg rubbing, and of course, companionship. Just look how she struts. It's like she owns the place. And see how she curls up and cuddles her person. The pitch on her purring is simply perfect. Nice one. Fantastic cat. But really the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Nico is to meet one. Visit theshelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Hello, I'm Rob Beckley, lead singer of the band Pillar. I served in the Army Reserve for eight years, and it taught me lessons in teamwork, leadership, and organizational skills that I still use today. Serving part-time in the Army Reserve also offers skill training, money for college, and bonuses up to $20,000. So if you're up to the challenge, talk to your local Army Reserve recruiter today, or check us out online at GoArmyReserve.com. You too can be Army strong in the Army Reserve. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats with Chris DeLambert and Brandon Atkins. You may not like your seats, but you'll love the show. All right, welcome back to From the Cheap Seats, the segment of the show brought to you by Captain Morgan Spiced Rump. <laughs> yar, yar. Um, so, it, this, the off-the-air stuff sometimes. People talk, they're like, that was something, that was funny, that was good. They don't have any idea what goes on between segments right. in here. So the question is, at what point, how long would Oprah and Stedman stay together before Stedman was like, honey, isn't it time we get married? How many years? What's the over-under? Shoot, how long have they 17,000? <laughs> Stedman has got to be what, 60? Uh, Stedman doesn't age. Right. Black don't crack, isn't that what, that, say, isn't that what they say? I will say, Stedman looks the same as he did like in yeah, the he 90s. He, he is Dorian Gray. And all that plastic surgery, the personal dietitian, chef, the workout regimen, all of it on Oprah's nickel. And she seems to be perfectly happy with the arrangement. The only person happier with the arrangement? Stedman. Stedman. <laughs> so if you have ever been in a situation out there in listener land, and you know of a man who said to a woman at some point, we need to go ahead and get married. I want to hear from you. I want to know the context. Because I just don't know of one that might exist. So they were engaged to get married in 1992, but later decided they would rather have a spiritual union. Uh-huh. Hmm. And they're still together today. Uh-huh. And he's That's 67 awesome. years old. Lovely. He's that old? He's wow. 67? 
Yes, That's sir. a good looking sixty seven yes. year old man. Yes, sir. That's about the time the O network opened up too. Like <laughs> Oprah was like, no, nah, let's rethink this marriage thing. <laughs> Oprah's like sixty four, so And that's a good no. Now she's held up well. She is but see, well. Oprah, it's a it's a whole which Oprah are we talking about? Yeah, it's true. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like uh, Janet like Jackson. Jackson. Which Janet Jackson are we talking about? Yeah. We talking Dude. about Big Janet? Or we talking about Little Janet? Oprah. And is I hate worth to be sexist. Nine billion. Body shamist. Instead, say that again. Two point nine. Oprah is worth two point nine billion. So that means Stedman is worth one point four five billion. So I don't even care if they got married. I no, it doesn't matter at this point. Yeah, I, trust me. I learned one thing at law school. Is so that far. common law? At this point, there is no disputing. That it is community property. Mm. Hmm. He has fulfilled his side of the marital contract. Yes. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Hmm. All right. We're talking college basketball. Yeah, let's talk. Let's talk. So, first, I want to open by saying Joey Baker. How many of y'all know that name? Trent, never, who's Joey Baker? Never heard of him. Joey Baker, who is it? Is he the guy that works um, the donut shop? He may be the guy that works the donut shop one day. Joey Baker was the 41st ranked prospect in the country. Out of Fayetteville, North Carolina. Fayetteville. 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 He also is the fifth member of the Duke freshman class. Oh, I met him. Yeah, you did. We oh, interviewed geez. him. Right? Sad. And you don't even remember. No, he's the white one. He is the white guy. <laughs> and But, Trent, you were there. And tell there. the audience what happened when they started taking pictures of the Duke freshman class. Well, they took two pictures with all of them. And then, and then they were like, hey, away. come yeah. on over here with us for a minute. Yeah. And they took pictures of Reddish, Barrett, Zion Williamson, and Jones. Yeah. And Joey Baker, nowhere to be seen. Came and talked to us. Joey, yeah, he did. <laughs> Joey, and, and it was a great interview. We, we talked, and, and he was like, Do you, somebody really wants to talk to me? Are yeah. you for real? It was funny how that was. He was Remember, we went to Brankovich and the rest of those guys, and they were like, favorite. oh, my God, they want to talk to me. He was, he was my second favorite next to the it was senior a good one. white dude. A good kid. Yeah. Now, here's the thing is I would predict Joey Baker is the type guy, because I went and pulled some video, looked at him. Yeah, I let a kid. Yeah. Um, not to sound racist, because I just sounded surprised that it was a white kid, and I was like, oh, he's athletic. No, no I'm seeing some of me. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> turnabout's fair play. I'm just glad that you recognized and you legitimized my Billy Gillespie story, because a thousand, not a thousand, a dozen times over the years, a conversation with someone has gone that route, and they listen attentively, and then I know they walk away, and they're like, I don't know who the hell Billy Gillespie is. Right. But Billy Gillespie was the hottest coach in basketball at one point, went to UK for a year, and they were like, uh, Because of what? Yeah. Texas A&M, right? No, he, he was. It's a UTEP. It was UTEP. But the real reason he did good it's at Cap- Texas A&M, Mor- wasn't it? It's a Captain Morgan segment. The real reason is is the U.K., the fan base was tired of having Tubby Smith as their head coach. Oh, did he go? They didn't want to have a black head did coach. Did he go to uh, Texas A&M after U.K.? I don't know where Billy Gillespie went, no, to be Billy honest. Billy Gillespie I think he was in A&M Texas before, A&M before, before Kentucky. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, U.K. Um, yeah, so. And, and can you confirm what I just said there, too? Yes. Yeah, there we go. Yes, All I can. Right. Tubby Smith, by the way, now residing High Point University, baby, in the great state of North Carolina at High Point. We, did we? Didn't we have this conversation? We did. The yes, hidden did. gym, the hidden gym that resides in High Point, North Brother, Carolina, where I'm you t- think all they do is sell couches. But I let me tell keep you, keep telling people if you've never been to that campus, dude, 
You can, I'm going to tell you, and this is not – High Point hadn't sponsored this segment, but they ought to. And we could probably work that out because right. they spend a I lot of money. I'm telling you, Brandon, I'm sure I've told you this before. When Clarice begins the college visit process, Next High Point year. needs to be number one on the list. Next I mean year. that from Bro, the bottom of my heart. She's going to be in college in two years. I know. So that's, what I'm, that's why I'm passing this on to you now. You need to call Junior. when you need to call tomorrow. Call whenever Saturday. you have 15 minutes free, and schedule a visit. They will be more than happy to accommodate. They have the best like tour program incoming receiving. You, if she goes, take her up there. I would be surprised if she says, "I will." I if she doesn't, I don't want need to, to visit attend, anywhere else. I don't even want to go to anywhere else. I'm coming to Hopkins University. I'm serious. You need it's to do it. It's that impressive. You know, the, the only burning question I have now that we have Brandon stuck here. Yes. What? Is when and is Duke ever going to lose this year? <laughs> That's a good question. I'm telling you. Hey, can I, I answer the question first? Schedule? Can I answer first? No. I, no, I want to take a run. I want to do the Brandon Atkins. Okay, yes. All right. So I hear all the hoopla about Duke. Nas Little. Nas Little, Nas Little, Nas Little, Nas Little, Luke May. You, you forgot to throw Seventh Kobe Woods. White in there. Seventh Woods. <laughs> Seventh Woods got benched. Kobe White, look, if you run back the tape, I said, if Kobe White ends up taking the starting job at point guard, then everybody's in trouble. He's already taken it before they played their – First regular season game. So you're telling me that Duke's not going to lose until February 20th when they play UNC? No, I'm not going to say that. But can I just get something Isn't off Kentucky my chest? Absolutely. Right ahead of Duke? Yeah. Let me get – I'll try to speed through this. Let me get something off my chest, okay? You guys – I'll say three three of the four top prominent coaches in NCAA. You got Roy Williams. You got Kay. You got Kalapari, who hadn't won nothing – since Anthony Davis, you got, I guess you got Izzo and a few others, right? Tony Bennett. Tony Bennett. Um, the guy from um, Villanova. Jay Wright. Jay Wright. Jay Wright, sorry. So if you take Royal Williams, it's about you get three questions deep and then they start talking about um, the investigations and stuff like that. Is, that's been that whole spiel and that interview for the last eight years. Then that's the Roy Williams interview. You got Coach K – you got USA basketball. You got the top ten five star recruits again this year. I mean, it's just, and then he tells you, but they eventually get to asking him about rule changes and what's best for the game, and it's always in depth and very intelligent interview. ESPN every year interviews Calipari, John Calipari, and they basically say, "What are your challenges?" Talk to us about your challenges with your team. And he proceeds to, like, spew at the mouth. It's like a Kentucky advertisement on ESPN every year and talks about his players and promotes his players on ESPN's time. And people seem to be gobbling it up. And if I'm Roy, I'm not worried about it because Kentucky hadn't won nothing. If I'm Kay, I'm not worried about it because Kentucky hadn't won anything. But what about all the other coaches who are in a tier or two tiers below seeing this dude get his commercial run on ESPN every year? Am I the only one that gets annoyed by this? Brick is 
Coach Krzyzewski losing any sleep over John Calipari. I'm not talking about Coach K. At all. I'm not talking about Coach K. I'm talking about those under-tier coaches who also aren't winning anything. But don't you think Jay Wright gets a little annoyed that this guy goes in there and starts spewing off the mouth and he had one but one championship since he's been at Kentucky? I think it's funny that you put Jay Wright in that because Jay Wright is becoming a bit of a celebrity in his own right. Didn't mean the pun there. Oh, nice. No, I really with didn't w. do that at all. But my thing with Jay Wright is I think that Jay Wright, first of all, people, people, first of all, forget. Jay Wright, with his second national championship, now is a Hall of Famer. He's yep. a lock to make the Hall of Fame. Jay Wright has not gotten the notoriety that Calipari has, only because he's not been on the scene nationally. Villanova makes another run or two, or even if they don't, just if they're viable for another few years – Jay Wright elevates to that level and would be, in my eyes, the heir apparent to a guy like John Calipari. I don't understand the affinity that ESPN has with John Calipari. How many Calipari 30 for 30s are there? I mean, one. It seems like no, there's more than that. I know there's more than that. And that was a commercial. It was. Thank you, Robert. Are y'all getting on board with this? We just agreed with you. We agree with you. What if you what about if we just ruined his plans? He's yeah. like, oh, I'm looking for adversaries. No, no, I'm, I'm, like, hey, I'm really right. excited. If you said they talked, asked Roy about rule changes, did he want to add more timeouts? No, probably not. <laughs> probably, okay, I'm just I'm he doesn't want any. But like, no I mean, timeouts at all. Just play the game. <laughs> <laughs> I I get you 100. <laughs> percent But like, ask if you got if you got Mark Few in a closed airtight room right. and asked them dude it'd be a great conversation wait a minute Kalapari every year yeah. on ESPN yeah, I mean yeah. I want to qualify this with Mark Few though here's the thing we talk about Larry Fedora all the time right best one win team in the country well, right now here's, here's the thing with Fedora though Fedora before he got to UNC showed you put him in a mid-major he win you some ball games in fact, he can probably beat some teams you wouldn't think he's going to beat at some point. When he leaves UNC and goes back to that and goes and becomes the head coach at Central Michigan or Miami of Ohio, he's going to win a lot of ball games. I'll finish the thought on the other side. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats from Sanford, North Carolina. Everyone deserves a decent place to live. Everyone. Decent shelter is something we all need to thrive. Through shelter, we empower. Visit Habitat.org to donate today. My name is Forrest, Forrest Gump. My mom always told me, you don't have to sit down close to see the action. Sometimes it's better from the cheap seats. And that's all I got to say about that. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. Welcome back to the last segment of From the Cheap Seats. I want to tell you guys, I don't ever like say anything nice to you guys on the air. I always save it for private things, but I want to say or you just don't say it at all. That's well. That's more that's what I was getting way. at. I was, you know, trying to pretend to be a nice guy for the people out there. But I wanted to say, you guys are like three of my favorite people in the world. Oh, however, that's the captain. Yeah, it's always got to be a however. I, but, but however, but I just uh, looked at the clock and saw what time it is, and I'm like, really? 
I'm excited about how early we're getting this finished today. Because I can get some things done. Yes! You just don't know, man. They keep me pushing, but we're like, oh my God, I got to get out of here. I got to get up in the morning. So, no, I'm really like excited, very fired up about what time it is. So, I'm good. Um, Mark Few, here's the thing Larry Fedora was a very good coach before he got to UNC. He gets to Chapel Hill, got some talent that's already in place. He puts a couple things in motion, has a good run, probably should have had a chance to play for an ACC or won an ACC championship. Based on a bad onside kick call. However, I think it's fair to say Larry Fedora's failing has been that this job is too big for him. Too many demands. Everybody in the state wants this dude to come out and talk. He needs to go rub boosters the right way. He needs to go out and rub the high school coaches the right way and all the rest of that stuff. There's a lot of demands that are at a program at UNC and people nationally are like, what are you talking about? It's UNC. No, that is still the state school. And that is a high, it's a celebrity position. You know, Brandon, you're you're an alum and a booster. Not that dude football. has a million people pulling at him. If he goes back to Southern Miss and he's down in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, I promise you, it's a completely different animal. Okay, you go to the I head coach you- at, at Southern Miss. They live in a negated community up on a hill, and they never come out except to go back and forth to school. There are no demands. When he goes to his next job, he's going to be in that type of situation and probably is going to do okay. Mark Few does not get to be in the conversation with the top coaches in the country only because he has stayed out there in isolation in Spokane at Gonzaga. Because doing it at Gonzaga and what he's done has been awesome. It's been amazing. It's been, I'm, and I'm not. I don't think I'm overstating that. What he has turned Gonzaga into is no, nothing short of amazing. However, to have done that without the people tugging on him, like they do Roy Williams, or like they do Bill Self, or like they do Coach K, because he's out there in Spokane, Washington, at a small school, he doesn't get to be in their well, conversation. Alapari's stick is this is what works. He only has one national title, and none of these kids are smart enough to know they don't care about the national they title. They don't. They want to go to the NBA. So all Calipari does is sell his program and his kids because that's how they get to the well, NBA. Well, and it, it, it speaks and it to the kind of athletes. on his recruiting. It speaks to the kind of athletes that he winds up with, too. And I'm not going to disparage any kids in particular, but Willie Cauley-Stein, I saw him all offseason talk about what kind of year he was going to have this year. And the reason why is because I'm watching everybody else get paid. If I put in and put up big numbers this year, I'm going to be in line for one of those contracts. Never that, hey, maybe we could actually win some ball games out here. No, all I was going to say is like the Tony Bennett's and the Mark Fuse have, I think, if behind closed doors, they can argue about even Bill Self, look, Bill Self's on ESPN, not to the extent Kalapari is. Does anybody think that Kansas is going to win a national championship well, this year? I mean, I'm, let's be honest. I think, I think, let's, I think the, let's be that honest. Kansas is more likely to be in a major head coaching search this year than they are to win a national championship. Mm-hmm. Bill Self is done. Let me just say this: Kansas is not going to win the championship this year. Kentucky's not going to win it this year. There's going to be one team out of the ACC who wins it this year. It's most likely Duke. Let's just be 100% honest. Maybe. But, what, but, but maybe why? because how many times has this worked? Yeah. How many times have you had four out of the top five 
prospects in America and actually won the title. Yeah, I mean, how many freshman-laden teams, when you're talking about freshmen at every position, how many of those teams are at four of the five positions? Not even the staff four. We're anointing Duke based on what these kids did against 140-pound high school basketball players. I get you, and that's why I'm like – Hey, welcome to the party on Zion, ESPN. But that's to to my point. ESPN and the media are so lazy that the the Calipari is such an easy draw. My point is that Mark Few and Tony Bennett have to be pulling their hair out going, why is this dude on TV? He's not winning anything. Because he's not good for college basketball. Well, Well, then how long? I don't think. Who, Calipari? Yeah. Bob Knight would agree with you. But he's not good for college basketball because he's doing what college basketball doesn't need to be done. It's but not he, just that, though. But, but Calipari is a guy now who professes, I'm clean, I'm clean, I'm yeah, clean. Look at me, I'm clean. Wait a minute. You got UMass's Final Four appearance vacated. You got Memphis's Memphis. vacated. And now all of a sudden you decided, I'm going to get to Kentucky with all the top recruits in the country, and I'm going to do it clean. Let me get tell you something. Here, dog. I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again since we're breaking. We're talking about Billy Gillespie. We're talking about Urban Meyer. I know UK boosters who told me when Calipari was hired, we'll go ahead and win now because we know probation is coming. So when it comes, it comes, and the Lexington fan base up there at UK, all of that part of Kentucky, they knew. And they and they know and they know so it's this right is after and they don't care the NBA. They can take you know what they can make them vacate in the NCAA rule books. You can't ever take it out of the head a Kentucky fan. Right. Just like those are the same Kentucky fans who will tell you how they've won thirty seven national championships because they won the NIT while UCLA was out there winning all of those back to back to back NCAAs. You know how you tell a Kentucky fans coming, but <laughs> you can hear that swish swish. swish, swish of those nylon gym pants, <laughs> they always wear the same gear. It's just like, <laughs> they're coming up there. But look, let me tell you something. If, if Duke... Used to be corduroys. <laughs> if, those in the winter. I'm going to tell you right now. If Duke wins the national championship and Calipari goes one more year without winning something, anything... Yeah. You'll start to hear the Kentucky fan base. Well, he's, I think he should already be on the hot seat because Calipari. he's had more talent in ten years than anybody has, and has done nothing with it. But and I'm, I'm not I'm not discrediting take make it, discrediting him. It's it's hard to take four or five or six freshmen and try to mold them into a. And team that's why he's right in a six month period. Because but if break. Coach K can do it, Coach K takes a different then approach. Kentucky's going to be like. Screw you, yeah, John, because Coach K can do and it. And Duke has had some hope, high profile. Jabari Parker, Okafor, they had success with those guys. He Last year was the first time where Duke rolled out and was like, we're freshmen. Freshmen plus Grayson Allen. If K pulls it off in his second year doing this and Calipari falls flat again, Calipari's in trouble. And here's the other thing, just keeping it 100. 100? Kentucky... When they look at these guys cycling through, and it's Shea Gillis-Alexander and Vanderbilt and Kevin Knox and all this, that Kentucky basketball team does not look like Kentucky basketball in the eyes of Kentucky basketball fans. In their eyes, it's a bunch of white kids looking like Rex Chapman shooting threes over top, not a bunch of uber-talented 
black athletes from across the country who don't give a doggone about Kentucky. Every kid that picks up a basketball in the state of Kentucky wants to do one of two things. They either want to play basketball at Kentucky or they want to play basketball at Louisville. And the fact that it's bottlenecked up there and they can't get to it. At some point, the fans are like, why are we going through this every year when we're not winning national championships? Let's go a different route. And Calipari will be bounced. Calipari, from an X and O standpoint, ain't never going to – he ain't going to outcoach anybody. No. I know he couldn't outcoach Robert, and I'm not sure he couldn't outcoach Brandon. Prediction. Yeah. That you get the next the head coaching job at Kentucky? No. Bricky gets the job you at take Kentucky. Over for door. No. <laughs> I don't want that job. Seventh two, Woods loses his scholarship. He transfers and goes to Central. Two ACC teams will play for the national championship this Which year. Which two teams? You know, it's, you're it's just, you're be not getting that specific? Duke, Virginia, or Carolina. So your prediction. And we need to go ahead and get this on record, Trent, Trent we'll, because we'll this dude went on an unbelievable run last year. Still going, baby. I'm thinking – Pat Mahomes. Uh, well, all right. So you're saying two ACC teams play for the national championship. I'm going to go against you and say no ACC team makes Final Four. Oh, I want to take that. Oh, I want oh, that wing bet. I want, a, I want that wing That's bet. That's dumber than me saying the Browns will make the playoffs. All right. Brandon and I have a wing bet. That's two wing bets in one day. What was the other one? What, what it was me and you. I Trent wrote it down. Okay. I don't remember. Okay. What was the bet? Hey, how about oh Cowboys win the uh, win the how NFC? How about East? Uh, Gonzaga and Nevada in the top ten preseason poll? That's so awesome. Nevada, Nevada, Nevada. Wow, Nevada. Da, they've da, done da. well, but like they've been like Central Florida. It's like uh, that's pretty good, Brady. Thank you. <laughs> what right? They've been like Central Florida, so they have been good, and they've made some runs. They've had some good players. In a little bit lesser conference. What's the mascot at the University of Nevada? The it's a wolf. wolf. The uh, wolf pack. Wolf they pack. Wolf pack. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, can you confirm that, Professor? No, that's true. It is the wolf pack. Yeah. I was thinking of my other wolf pack that will beat UNC twice this year. Oh my NC God! State wolf pack. You know his their five star recruit. <laughs> their five star recruit that committed last month is thinking about going pro already. Well, so, that's fine. Who's that? Red, he, red shirt. I want pro. that. I don't know how to pronounce recruit his name. That's okay. built like LeBron. That's from Fayetteville. Here, he's going to do good, dude. I don't know. ESPN, welcome oh, the, uh, to the conversation he's a, he's a monster, about man. that kid out of Fayetteville. He's I, he came in to work out a couple weeks ago. I was like, who is that dude? He took his shirt off. I was like, who is that dude? Where was yeah. he working at? At. Um, He's 6'8". Oh, this is at a gym. This is yeah. like six, a eight, real like yeah, middle age. I'm going. No, no. It was a, it was a group of high school kids. Yeah, that's what I'm trying He to... came down to play. He's 6'8". 6'8", about... 172 pounds. Oh, no. I'm, we're talking about a different guy. So, this guy's about 260. Oh, well, maybe he is. Where's he at? He's, he's, he's a sophomore. Um, he's at NC State. Oh, oh. he's a sophomore. And he's no, a I'm talking about a freshman. Monster athlete. He, he took a shirt off. He was chiseled, man. He was... Robert you know, was like... Listen, that reminds me. A red of the, shirt freshman is not a real classification. If he is a red shirt freshman, he is in theory a sophomore. So you're talking about the same guy. No, we're not. Yeah, no, we're not. I think we're talking about. It starts with an L or Lescu or something. We're this is good informed radio, Mine's isn't it? That's what happens when you start talking Last about Steel. You start freelancing. Yeah. Okay. Robert was seeing this. Dude well, who are we talking about? Robert was looking at this dude with the shirt off and goes, "That reminds me of the old me." <laughs> That's right. Air Bricky. And 
And when I look in the mirror, I still see the old me. So that's the problem. <laughs> what I really want to know is, do you have, do you own any merchandise that says Air Bricky on it? I do not, mm. because I've been grounded. That was that bricky air. Bad. I can't. I can't get off the ground. That was that. You're thinking about that bricky air ball. <laughs> that Dude. marketing campaign that came. <laughs> here's here's the thing though, is you made it through the entire segment of bricky talking about somebody else's jump shot. And now you're going to roll that out. Nah, and man. Talk about Look, I'm not yet. talking about anybody's That's, jump dude, shot. That ain't right, man. Man, I'm going to blame it on no, my I, shoulder. That was him, not me. I don't care. Uh, that was 30 years ago. Bro. So, I see. Now you're supposed, to, you're supposed to follow that up and be like, I bet you wouldn't play me now. You know, I would I, not play man, Ricky I, I, if it was from a million dollars. in the world. Man, nah, you, I, man. I have done. I don't, I don't even attempt to play anymore. Look. I was a little bit of a basketball player. Oh, my God. I will say a lot of things to you, but never. I don't care if you. I don't care if we were 70 and life had gotten the better of you and you were in a wheelchair. I still wouldn't bet against you. <laughs> nah, man. That's real talk. They used to call Chris five fouls back in high school. <laughs> oh, five fouls. Brandon, Brandon, like, watched me playing around in my street in front of my house one day and made a determination. Nah, you can't believe it. I don't get it. Thanks for hanging out with us. I'm Chris DeLambert, Brandon Atkins, Professor Trent Nichols, Robert Bricky. Peace! You're listening to Chris DeLambert and Brandon Atkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio.